Yo, what up? Welcome to my podcast. We're going to just talk about whatever I got on my mind. Welcome. Enjoy. Yo, what's up, man? Listen, back at it again. Episode four for your head top. You know what I'm saying? I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos, and that's how they've been entering it. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, holler back at your boy, and all that good stuff like that. Listen, it's episode four, man. I think I uh, uploaded um, two episodes uh, last week. It's the same episode, but one with music, one was out. Um, I'm actually trying to figure this out, how to get it onto other streaming services. I can't figure it out. You know what I mean? I ain't no computer whiz. This stuff just uploads automatically to Spotify. But once I figure it out, I'll get, I, everything will be good, and I'll be able to get it onto Apple and SoundCloud and all this other stuff like that. But for right now, right now, I got an exclusive deal. <laughs> exclusive deal. Me, Joe Rogan, and I don't know who else, but we exclusive to Spotify. You know what I'm saying? Pretty soon the bag on hit. When I when the bag hit, I let y'all know. Because, uh, you know, right now, this episode is sponsored by no one. But when the bag come, when that bag drop, <laughs> I'm going to let you know. Hey, but what you heard, you know, came in with the Mr. Carter, you know what I'm saying? With my, with my main man, Jay-Z, and, and my dog, uh, Lil Wayne. Listen, man, there's been some controversy going on out there, man. Jay-Z got on, uh, I don't know what it was, Twitter. One of them little chat rooms or whatever. Was it Clubhouse? I don't know. And they was talking about, Jay-Z was like, hey, listen, ain't nobody can get on that stage with me. All right? Jay-Z said, ain't nobody can stand next to him. When it comes to this versus thing, we got 20 songs. There's not one artist, rapper, or whatever, that can stand next to me and hold their own. Listen, man. <laughs> I like Jay-Z, man. I like him. You know what I mean? But I do think that there's some rappers that out there that could give him a run for his money. You know what I mean? And I like this confidence. I like that he's 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 uh cocky, you know what I'm saying? And y'all know, you know how you know how I feel about Kanye West. But I think Kanye West will wash Jay-Z. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think that's even a um I don't even think that's even a um uh, it should be a debate. You know what I mean? I think Kanye West would run circles around him. I think Buster Rhymes would make Jay-Z do like all the other rappers that lose in verses be like, man, this is a celebration, man. I love my brother. You know, that's when you know you lost the verses, man. Go back and look at all them verses and see everybody that lose. They always come back want to hug. It's my brother, man. I love you. You know what I'm saying? It's my brother, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, Bustin' Rhymes, they have him doing that because Bustin' Rhymes got some hits. Now, listen, Jay-Z is the lyrical GOAT. Probably one of the best to ever do it. You know what I mean? But if people like Drake, Drake can give him his run for money. Drake is pretty much the pops, the pop rap pop king. You know what I mean? As much as I do not like Drake and I dislike him and I, t- I talk about him, um, he has so many hits that it would be it would be very hard for Jay-Z to stand by that statement that he said he had and said that no one could stand upon that versus stage with him. I, that's my opinion. 
and another person. The person that's on this song, the intro song with him, Dwayne Michael Carter. Lil Wheezy, Lil Wheeziana. He goggle gumbo and spit jambalaya. Listen, there's that one, there's one, there's one time in my life where Lil Wayne couldn't do no wrong. You know what I'm saying? There was nothing that he could have done. There's no, he could have said, I like men and I and 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 I like men and I, and I don't like women. I'd have been like, wait, man, shoot, there's your life choices, man. The man kissed the man. I mean, he didn't say nothing. Well, I mean, people laughed about it, but shoot. But there was a time in life when Wayne, Wayne could do no wrong. Everything that he touched was on fire. Everything that he he uh, represented, people was doing. Nigga started skateboarding. People started skateboarding. I ain't never seen no skateboards in my hood, man. Nigga started skateboarding. People started playing to get tall. But when he talk about rapping ability, and when he got, you know, the song was when Lil Wayne was on that song. I said, what, it was about what two thousand eight ish to around what is it? Two, yeah, about two thousand eight to around two thousand and I don't know twelve. When Lil Wayne was on the um on the on the song, you knew that song was gonna be fire, and he was gonna just murder it. When he went to jail and he came back out of jail, you know that's when he had the downfall of Lil Wayne, and you see that in all of the artists. Same thing happened to Boosie. Gucci and all the boy, the boy go to jail and come back out and they sound sound horrible and you know so that's why you know I can't really I'm not gonna say the current Wayne could beat Jay Z, but that past Wayne, I don't know Jay Z might have a little have a little uh, outing that he would have to to uh, to think about. Shoot, man, listen, man, I, I even think that you know ti 50 cent could give jay-z a, a a challenge i don't think they can beat him but they can give him a challenge it'd be interesting you know what i mean it'd be interesting man but i like his confidence man to think that he could sit up there and just go and say yo there's nobody that could stand up on the stage with me and stuff like that uh, that's a bold statement especially when you got that guy the wayne michael carter you got that guy kanye west you got the guy Drake. I didn't say anybody. I didn't say Kendrick. I didn't say J. Cole. But you got those three guys right there. Hey, man. It, it, I don't know. That's a, it going to be a hard out in form. But, hey, we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. Um, Shoot, man. What? I went to see the Spider-Man movie. Listen, man. I'm going to go out on a limb here. And I don't think this is going to be a bold take. I'm going on a limb, man. That Spider-Man movie was probably the best Marvel movie they ever made. And if anybody know me, you know, I don't give praise too often. That Spider-Man movie was probably the best movie Marvel has ever made. They got everything for you, bro. Action. Drama. Comedy. Thriller. Thriller? That's what they say? Thriller. Suspense. They got it all for you, man. And that movie's like three hours, man. You just be sitting there glued to your seat. I, I mean, it's a little CGI. The CGI is a little bit much, you know what I'm saying? But I guess you gotta you need it to, you know, and have a man flying through the through the city or whatever. But I mean, they brought back all of the the super uh, villains. You know what I mean? They brought back the super villains. 
to uh, fight with Spider-Man. The the guy that plays the uh, Green Goblin, man, I don't know. Get that man a um, Oscar, a Tony, a Grammy. Shoot, man, give him a a polar supplies. I don't care, man. That dude really, I really thought he was a villain. The way he he looks and the teeth that he has, and oh uh, man, he he really can play the villain. And he, you know, that, that like I said, that was a great movie, man. I advise anybody go see it. I'm not gonna talk about it because I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet. But you won't be disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Listen, I'm going to get a little, look, listen, man. <laughs> I'm going to get a little vulnerable real quick, man. So when I was watching that movie, right? <laughs> listen, I'm not, I'm not ashamed. I'm, a, I'm keeping it real on this podcast. I was watching that movie. And it got to a point. It got to a part. Spider-Man had to do something. Dog. Your boy was in there crying. I'm talking literal tears coming out my my eyes. I'm talking having to look around the theater to see who's watching me and wiping my face like, yo, this is emotional. You know what I'm saying? A grown man. I'm grown man. I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost forty. I mean. I, Crying it over a superhero movie. You know what I mean? And you know what's crazy? This is not the first time. <laughs> this ain't the first time, man. Not I I went watch Spider uh I'm not Spider-Man. Aquaman uh, a few years back. And I don't know if you ever seen Aquaman, but it's not the greatest of the movie. But the part when his mom left him, and then the part when he reunited with his mom, oh man. <laughs> sent your boy into a a crying frenzy I, no tears no tears came out for, for Aquaman you know what I mean but I, I definitely felt the emotion but Spider-Man I don't know who directed this thing I don't know who wrote it um, but the actors what's her name um, what's that girl name Zendaya and the uh, fat Asian cat and um, Spider-Man whoever whatever it is Tom Holland Man, they did a good job, and that scene, whenever you get to see it, that scene is going to, um, hopefully, you know, y'all can relate to me, and I don't, I'm going to be the only person in the theater uh, crying over that stuff like that, man. But listen, man, let's talk a little bit about uh, transition, man. At this point in my time, my life, uh, I'm actually making a transition uh I'm coming up on like 20 years in the military. So, you know, I got to figure out what I want to do. Do I want to stay in? Do I want to um, try to get more rank? Do I want to leave this thing behind, man? You know what I mean? Last pod, I was like, I was sitting up here talking about how how this isn't my purpose. I need to figure out exactly what's going on, what, what I need to do better for myself. And here I am still going back and forth trying to figure out When's, when's my new transition new transition in life and I think I made the I think I'm making the right the right choice and the choice that I make I won't say, say on here what I'm going to do but I think I made the right choice on to what I'm going to do and I think when we talking about transition and especially with a lot of people um we start getting into uh change right a lot of people are afraid of change including myself and which is crazy because I consider myself a pretty confident person, man. I walk around with my chest up, my chin high all the time. You know what I mean? 
But when it comes to change, especially when I'm in, I've been so comfortable and so well taken care of, now let's say if I was to say that I'm gonna pull the plug, what's next? I don't have that support system. I don't have that automatic check that I know is gonna come. Whether I'm at work, on leave, I leave early, stay late, it don't matter. It's gonna be there. <laughs> I have that medical. If I if I uh, go somewhere and I get in a car accident and I'm not close to the base, I can just show up to any any hospital and, and do what I need to do. If my family need to go somewhere, they can go where they need to go. If I need my teeth pulled in Louisiana and, I, and you know I'm I'm stationed in Washington, I can go to the dentist and get it done. But now, if I get out. <laughs> I ain't probably got that. I ain't probably. I don't probably have that, man. I don't probably have the the security, the the money, the surefire money, the surefire uh, the the team around you when you we need support and we need to talk to somebody. You know what I mean? I've heard plenty of stories. I've seen talk to plenty of people when they get out, man. Uh, that camaraderie that they had within the military it fades. It fades because you're not with those people anymore. You know what I mean? And everybody else has has to move on. They have to continue to do their stuff. So they're not reaching out to you and see what you what you got going on. You know what I mean? And I know a lot of military members that go into a depression because of it. Because of they do 20, 22, 23, 24, 30 years in the military and having that that stableness and that structured lifestyle. And then they get out. And it's not like that anymore. Civilian life isn't like that. People don't care what you got going on. They couldn't care less what your family got going on. They don't care about your mental state. They don't care about your financial state. You need to be at work, though. You know what I mean? And you don't, you know, they're not inviting you over and say we're having a big, big house party or whatever. Or we got a big company party or whatever. You know, at least in my in, in my opinion. So now you're sitting up there. Um, afraid and 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 depressed now and you got to go in and you're seeking this help mental health and a lot of things that you learn to suppress in the military is starting to come out that ptsd you know what i mean that ptsd that you don't, don't think that you have but you actually have it's starting to come out you know what i mean you it's starting to come out and you now you got to deal with it and you don't you used to being able to go to your friends who can relate to you but now you have you you don't have anybody that can relate to you. You know what I mean? And I can understand why people would be so afraid to give that up. You know what I mean? Because now you don't have what you always had. And you, you know, you're not really comfortable. And, you know, for me, I have to understand that I have to get un- get comfortable being uncomfortable. If I decide to get out, you know what I mean? Okay, I won't have a check that's guaranteed unless, you know, I get another government job. I don't have to go and search for employment. I may have to start at the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Think about this. I done set up here and given 20 years and maybe potentially more, but 20 years. And I've gotten myself to a point where, you know, I'm making calls. You know what I mean? I'm making calls and then um, seeing if they're the correct one later. But, you know, I don't have to ask anybody to, to do stuff. You know what I mean? Unless it's like something that's really major. But for the most part, if I if I make a call, people can just move. But now if I get out, 
I got to go potentially to the bottom. And they may be somebody who's um, 22, fresh out of college, who's been hired on. Now I got to sit up here and, uh, and listen to them. Uh, I mean, don't get me wrong. You got the same thing in, um, in the military, too, when you have these young LTs and stuff like that. But for the most part, they kind of follow your lead um, because you are the experienced uh, non-commissioned officer. But being that transitioning and being afraid, um, it kind of kind of shake you, man, and kind of have you, you know, holding on to something that's probably not even the best for you. I can't sit up here and say this is not my purpose, and then say, "Well, I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm gonna keep doing it as long as I possibly can." You know what I mean? Because a lot of that stuff that you that they you know you do in the military, man, it's just be like repetitive BS. You know what I mean? And then you will finally this his thing. Turnover for uh, military leaders are very is very quick. The chiefs and those uh, maintenance officers. I mean, you could be with them for like two years, so you got a year and a half of just trying to figure out exactly how to do things correctly for them and then you finally get it and then a new person come in and change everything up <laughs> so you you're on a constant um you know your toes constantly trying to figure out how to uh please somebody right but it's you know so i don't know where i was going with that but what i'm saying is this I can't be afraid of making any type of transition. Um, I know, um, and like I said, I, I read a lot, right? Uh, in the book, Think Grow Rich, um, he talks about uh, six fears. Uh, fear of poverty, fear of uh, criticism, fear of uh, Ill, 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 illnesses, fear of losing a loved one, things like that. It's like six of them. Um, and one of them that's... Uh, a lot of people probably deal with is the fear of poverty, right? The fear of not being able to provide or not having any money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I think about like, when you talk to people about investing and stuff like that, a lot of people won't invest because they feel that it's risky. Like the fear that they will lose their money quickly. They'll go and gamble because there's a chance that they can make more money, but investing it takes a little bit more time it takes a little bit more thought it and the fear of poverty it stops stops a lot of people from transitioning into things that can actually um shoot them to the, the, the highest mountaintop you know what i mean so like think about it if if elon musk and jeff bezos and all those business people um had the fear of poverty, we wouldn't have some of the things that we have, some of the things that ease life. You know, Amazon has eased, eased life like crazy, man. I don't have to go to the mall and get anything. I can just look it up. Amazon got everything. Amazon got everything. But it took a, it, it took somebody that was willing to go to, into poverty in order to make sure that we was he, he was we was able to get what we needed. You know, Steve Jobs, I'm pretty sure he, he lost a lot of money. You know what I'm saying? Tim Cook. Uh, was that guy the guy that started Twitter and Title and and uh, and Snapchat and and Elon Musk started PayPal? All those guys did not have the fear of poverty. And for me to relate it to me, again, I'm used to having this check first and fifteenth, 
and maybe a little bit earlier if there's a holiday, if it starts on a weekend, right? But hey, if I get out, hey, I'm not guaranteed none of this. I'm not guaranteed a check. I'm not guaranteed medical. I'm not guaranteed uh, uh, dental. I'm not guaranteed a house. I'm not guaranteed camaraderie. I'm not guaranteed any of these things. But that shouldn't stop me from going and try to get it. You know what I mean? It shouldn't stop me from going and trying to find who I need to be and do what I need to do and get where I need to be. Right? It shouldn't stop me. It won't stop me. You know what I mean? Because again, like I said, military is my purpose. And am I dragging this along a little bit longer than I need to be? Maybe. But I can't have I can't be be scared, afraid of of achieving the goals that I need to achieve, man. Because otherwise, I'm gonna sit up here and I will be holding on to this stuff for the rest of my life. And then they will just tell me I gotta get out. And then I'm now I even prepared and say, hey, this is what I need to do. But the transition stuff, man, it's it's it's, it's hard, man. You know, uh, but. I think that uh, if if everybody, anybody up here listen to this, they can um, they can sit back and think about it. Yeah, you know, I am probably holding on to something that I I need to uh, move forward with and get out and uh, push push a little bit uh, harder to get to to achieve success. You know what I mean? The transition, man. I went to uh, speaking of that, I went to a a, a little course, week long course. Um, called the Transition Assistant Program. Um, and in that class, um, you know, they, it's for people who are thinking about transitioning out into the military. And they talk to you about everything, your benefits, um, what you may be getting if you get, you know, disability. Uh, they talk about getting jobs, resume writing. They help you write resumes, things like that, right? And um, throughout that class, I realized that the, a lot of the stuff that I thought I wasn't even thinking about. It. I I am I have a bunch of skills in a lot of different things, man. You know what I mean? I mean, we deal with Microsoft Office every day. We deal with managing people. We deal with hazardous waste. We deal with so many different things that you just brush off. And for me, I'm an aircraft mechanic, and I'm specifically thinking about aircraft mechanics. But I've been managing people and leading people for upwards of 15 freaking years. You know what I mean? So I can I feel like I can walk into any type of business, whether it be a, a store or a, a, a manufacturing company and be able to say okay here's the policies of what we got going on you you and you let's get it let's get it uh let's get it popping and here's the standard and i want you to make sure that you 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 meet or exceed it if you don't i'm gonna move you out of the way and get somebody else in here i've been doing this upwards of 20 years almost 20 years now so yeah, man. I mean, so you know, you know, being afraid of this stuff is just like, yo, yeah, you got, I got to jump off this cliff, man. You know what I mean? Because I have to. Think about this, man. If I don't use the soft skills that I got, and I sit up here and try to be an aircraft mechanic, you know, I may not ever be able to work on an airplane. I may get out here and and, and be broke, broke in, not broke like financially, because I'm gonna get my money. But I may not get higher on the airplane. And by me thinking about just the airplanes, I can sit up here and I'm, I'm, uh, 
I'm only putting myself in a certain box. You know what I mean? Every business needs somebody to lead people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Otherwise, it's just be chaos. Every business needs a, a, a manager, a leader, somebody to go in and say, hey, here's here's the standards that the boss have. Let's, let's uphold them. Speaking of which, what the hell is business casual? I know this is off topic, but what is business casual, man? I need to know. Because I done been to too many different seminars. There's too many different uh, gatherings where they say you need to wear business casual. And I show up and I'm looking clean, man. I got the the fresh fresh shirt and pants and all that stuff. Fresh out of the cleanest, freshly uh, pressed, um, looking sharp fresh haircut and all that good stuff like that and then people show up in jeans in jeans man in cowboy boots there was a dude in that class with a, a hat on a baseball hat now i mean i don't know maybe he's dressing for the business the uh the business that he may be going into but i don't i didn't end in that search and nothing in there said anything about no dag on baseball hat this dude show up in a baseball hat. One of my uh, co-workers, and, he, and I know he listens to this, he's probably going to laugh at this, but we had an uh, um, off-site with, the, with our commander, man. He showed up in, in, in his shorts. He had on cargo shorts, man. <laughs> and a T-shirt. I need to know what business casual is, so I don't be showing up to these things, man, looking, uh, looking out of place because I was out of place. I'd be so out of place that people come up to me and compliment me. And and I feel like, and I hate that type of attention because I want to blend in. But they're like, oh, you look great. You look good. Well, I only look like this because nobody else is dressed like this, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? If everybody else is dressed like this, I look normal. And I hate the fact, you know, I don't know what business casual is. Also, when y'all go into these courses, man, y'all got to learn to uh, chill, man. Y'all got to learn to chill. You know what I mean? I know, I know me. I like to sit and I like to talk or whatever and like make the class laugh, but I ain't about to combat with the teacher. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we in that class, the teacher telling us about uh, salary negotiation and stuff like that. And we get to a point and it's like, hey, if you got more than one office, don't start any type of, um, you know, wars between the uh, company. So they got to do is like, well, I don't know why. You, well, why wouldn't you tell them you got an offer? Why can't you match this and this and that? And they going back and forth. I mean, they went back and forth for a good five, ten minutes. So I'm like, yo, bruh, do what you want to do, man. If you want to negotiate, negotiate it so we can move on, man. Why are, you, why, are you, why are you arguing with the teacher? Take take what you can from this thing and be like, all right, I don't think that's good, good information. I'm going to move on. But it's always somebody like that. They think they know more. I'm like, why are you even in the class, man? If you think you know more what she's telling you. You know what I mean? If if you know more than this, you should teach the class. Otherwise, just shut up and let us get out, get through here. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get out early. That's what we're really trying to do. But anyway, um, I'm just rambling at this point. Um like I said, man, just make sure that uh you uh get rid of that fear. Um and being being afraid of uh, making these transitions, go see Spider Man. Go see Spider Man, and remember that Jay Z can and can be beat on a versus stage by m- numerous different artists. 
you could agree with me, you could disagree with me. You know what I'm saying? I wouldn't I couldn't care less, but you know I'm right. You know, until next time, man. Listen, peace out. I'll see you when I see you.